Hello, my friend. Welcome to How to Like Your Life, a brain training podcast for mindset transformation. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Emily Lies. I'm a brain training specialist and hypnosis practitioner, and I'm here to teach you how to harness your own inner power using the magic and science of brain training and self-hypnosis to transform your life and like your life. Before we jump into the episode, I have a very exciting announcement The next cohort of my six-week hypnotic empowerment brain training masterclass is open for registration. The class will be from May 18th to June 22nd, and it's a live brain training and hypnosis online course where I will personally guide you through mental practices and exercises that you can use to reprogram your mind. You'll learn how to really clear out the mental junk that's holding you back by reducing your stress, reprogramming, limiting beliefs, regulating your nervous system so that you can start to condition your mind to feel better. You'll also learn really practical ways to increase your access to joy, boost your confidence, believe in yourself more boost motivation, and get clarity on your goals so that you can boldly pursue them. We will do all of this through live group calls every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. There's recordings if you can't make it live or if you want to go through the program at your own pace. There are video lessons, guided hypnosis recordings each week, journal prompts, worksheets, a private community forum, and so many more resources. And I'm so excited to personally guide you through this process. I do offer flexible payment plans through Afterpay, and you can learn more and get all of the information to register at the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you there. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Since this is the first episode, I want to start by just sharing a little bit about what you can expect from these episodes and what it means to like your life. And then of course, we will dive straight into the brain training and you will walk away with actual tools that you can use today to help you like more of today. (laughs) And that kind of brings me back around to the point of this podcast. I'm a practical person. I don't like to think about things in theory and then not know how to actually apply them. And I think that a lot of the self-improvement and mental health-based podcasts out there, while they have really important and amazing discussions, don't necessarily give you something tangible that you can implement into your life to embody these theories and embody the changes that you are trying to make by seeking out this information, right? So in this podcast, How to Like Your Life, the emphasis is on the how. With every discussion that we have, every theory that we talk about, you will leave with science-based implementable tools that are not that hard, but can have a really, really amazing impact to help you have better days and like where you are and like yourself and work towards your goals and feel better. And that's the point of all of this, to feel better now. I hear so many people saying the phrase, I'll be happy when... I fill in the blank, reach my goals, make a million dollars, finally meet my dream partner, have kids, pay off my debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's always, I'll be happy when and not, how can I feel a little better now? And liking your life is far more than just being happy because that's one human emotion. And we are complex beings. And I think it's essential that we honor every emotion and experience that comes up. So sometimes liking your life could be happiness or joy. In other times, it could be finding comfort or a sense of groundedness in the midst of something hard. 
It could be embodying a sense of calm strength as you're facing a challenge head on. It could be finding a deep sense of bravery as you try new things and show yourself what you're capable of. It could be enjoying moments where you feel cozy. Liking your life is not about pretending that everything is wonderful. Liking your life is not about acting like we don't have challenges because we always will. It's about really recognizing the richness of the moments that we're living in right now because so many of us reminisce on the past, but the past is over. It's not happening anymore. And some of us ruminate on and wait for the future, but the future hasn't happened yet. All we will ever have is the present moment. And that's a really beautiful thing because if you apply the tools and the exercises that I share in this podcast, you will be so equipped to like more of the moments that you're in. And in the moments that are hard, you'll be more equipped to feel as okay as you can. You'll learn to like yourself and trust yourself and celebrate yourself so you feel good more often. So let's talk about how you can start doing that today so you can feel better sooner. For today's episode, I'm going to share one of perhaps my favorite brain training tools that I have ever learned that has honestly shifted how I perceive myself in my entire life. I know I'm setting up big expectations by saying that, but I mean it. What I'm going to share with you today is the tool that has helped me really enjoy so much more of my life. And before we talk about this tool, there's a little bit of background information that I want to share as to why it's even necessary in the first place. Now, the reason why you might not like your life right now or the reason why you might feel like it's easier to embrace the negative parts of life is actually not your fault. The human brain is pre-wired with something called the negativity bias, which basically means that we are more likely to prioritize negative experiences over positive ones. And we're more likely to experience a higher emotional intensity in the negative moments in our lives over the positive ones. So for example, this is why you are more likely to remember the one jerk who cut you off in traffic over all of the other cars around you that were totally fine. This is why you are probably more likely to pay attention to a negative comment on social media over all of the compliments and nice comments that you get. This is why you are more likely to remember and feel resentful toward the person who didn't text you happy birthday over all the people who did, right? We have this natural tendency toward the negative and it is not your fault because we were born with that. And the reason for this is the negativity bias way, way, way back in early human evolution used to keep us alive. It used to protect us. Because if you think about it, maybe back in caveman era, let's say you are going for a walk, foraging for berries or something, wandering through the woods, and you come across a family of bears. Obviously, you're terrified. Obviously, you go in a different direction, right? You find safety and you keep walking through the woods and you find the most gorgeous meadow full of flowers that you've ever seen. And it makes you just awestruck at the beauty in front of you. So as you go home, what is more important for you to remember? The details of where those bears lived or the details of that moment where you saw the gorgeous meadow. Hopefully your answer is remembering where the bears lived because if you forgot and then you stumbled upon the bears again tomorrow, you might not survive that. That is a threat. But if you were to focus on avoiding the negative, avoiding threat, and maybe you forgot where the meadow was, you'll at least live to see another day. So this negativity bias used to serve us, but our lifestyles have evolved 
so much faster than our brains have. And so we still have this software in our brains causing us to prioritize those negative experiences, even though the negative comment on social media isn't an actual threat to your physical survival. In fact, this negativity bias is perpetuating so much unnecessary stress, which is honestly risking our survival in a different way because chronic stress can lead to severe, debilitating chronic illness. And on top of that, it can keep us from liking our life. If we're chronically overwhelmed and overstimulated, that keeps us from taking in the beauty and the good parts of our life that could actually support our mental and physical well-being because we can only take in a certain amount of information in a given moment. There are just too many things for our brains to consciously process. So as an adaptation, we also developed something called selective attention, which basically means that our brains filter out unnecessary stimuli, unnecessary information so that we can focus on what is important. So for example, I'm sitting here in my home office and I'm not necessarily paying attention to the color of the wall. I'm not paying attention to the pigeons that are flying by my window because I'm focused primarily on recording this podcast. In a similar way, if you are at a restaurant, there is a lot of stimulation at restaurants. And let's say you're talking to a friend. You are primarily focusing on what the friend is saying and you're focusing on the food that you are eating rather than the clanking of glasses and the sound of silverware and all of the other chatter in the background. It gets kind of turned down in volume because your brain is really zeroing in on your personal experience of talking to your friend and eating your food, right? Of course, different neurotypes like ADHD and autism definitely impact the amount of stimuli that we take in in a given time, but everyone still has some form of selective attention and our brains filter out some pieces of information. And so since we have this selective attention, and that is inevitable because our brains can never take in every piece of information, it's really important that we tell our brains what is important to us because our default way of taking in information is through that negativity bias. If you look at it this way, let's say selective attention is kind of like a camera, like no matter what, you are going to be looking through some kind of lens that will limit the amount of information you can absorb in a given moment, then the negativity bias is the lens that is put onto the camera by default. And so the key to undoing this and really taking in more experiences that are actually supportive to you is to use your focused attention to tell your brain what matters to you and what you actually want to notice. And so without further ado, this small but mighty tool is something called installation. It's something that you probably have intuitively done in your life, and it was systematized into a practice by Dr. Rick Hansen. And in a nutshell, it's basically the practice of amplifying the positive experiences that come your way using a combination of mindfulness and gratitude and focused attention to teach your brain that those moments are significant to you, to teach your brain to hold on to and actually enjoy the good stuff in your life more than you typically would. So installation happens in three steps. I'm going to walk you through each step and give you a little example so that you can make sense of it. Step one is to notice the fact that you're having a good experience. And when you do this, I want you to start with really, really, really small things, moments where things are just going your way. Maybe you hit a green light on your way to work. Maybe you have enough coffee creamer in the fridge for your delicious morning cup of coffee. Maybe you see a cute dog on the street that makes you smile. Maybe somebody holds the door for you at the store. Maybe your pets do something cute. 
or you're wearing your favorite soft t-shirt and it's really cozy, step one is to just notice that something good is happening because a lot of us don't even get that far. For step one, I personally like to say the phrase to myself, things are going my way. So for example, for me right now, I'm wearing my favorite shirt. It's so soft. I get to wear this shirt today. So things are going my way because I noticed it. And that's just step one. So that's the mindfulness part of this practice. But in order for it to really have an impact on how your brain actually functions and takes in information and helps you like your life, you've got to actually amplify and cultivate this positive experience. Because remember, our emotional responses to negative experiences are stronger than our emotional responses to positive equivalent experiences. So the key here is to turn up the intensity, turn up the volume on this good moment where things are going your way. So there's two more steps. Step two is to enrich the experience. Really savor it. Stay with it longer than you normally would. Like right now, I am focusing on how cozy my t-shirt feels longer than just being like, oh yeah, this is comfy. I'm actually paying attention to the details of the sensations. I'm spending more time with it. I'm paying attention to the emotions that come up when I focus on it. I'm feeling a little bit more cozy. I'm feeling relaxed. And I'm a visual person, so you might not resonate with this, but I really like to imagine this positive experience, this emotional experience as a sort of ball of colorful light within my body. And as I continue to focus on it, I picture this warm light growing and expanding to fill my entire body like I'm turning up the volume on that feeling. And that helps me really lean into it. So to enrich the experience, you stay with it longer, you feel it in your body and in your emotions, and you intensify it however you can. So you've noticed that good thing. You said to yourself, things are going my way. You enriched and intensified the experience. And step three is to absorb it. In other words, you allow that experience to change you a little bit. I personally like to say to myself, this made my day because it creates a positive expectation that this emotion will stay with me for the rest of the day. It might carry with me through future experiences. It might help me feel more calm or relaxed in harder moments. And I'm giving my brain permission to change. Because if you think about it, we do this all the time with the opposite kinds of experiences. We do this with negative experiences. It's so easy to take a teeny tiny moment of feeling irritated or stressed and install it. We use this installation practice naturally with negative experiences. So if you think about it, we notice when things are not going our way, we pay attention to that really easily. So let's say you stub your toe in the grocery store or something. You notice how crappy and frustrating that feels. And then you enrich that experience of stress. You focus on how awful it feels. You stay with it longer than you need to. You really hold on to the emotional experiences and you get more and more and more and more overwhelmed by it, right? And how many times have you had a little annoyance in your life and you've said to yourself, ugh, it is such a bad day, or oh my God, this ruined my day. And then that irritation carried with you through the rest of the day. You already know how to do this. So we're just flipping it on its head and using this tactic to help you feel better more often, to help you hold on to the good and show your brain that the good stuff is worth noticing and worth feeling. So you notice it, you grow it, absorb it. You say, things are going my way. You allow yourself to feel it and then you let it make your day. And what I want you to do is take the teeny tiny moments where things are good for you, where things are going your way in some way, shape or form and install them. 
Of course, if there's big, wonderful, huge, good things happening in your life, definitely install those too. But I want you to start small and show your brain just how many good things there are in your days, in your life. Make it a habit to name things are going my way every time something works out for you. Whenever you have enough toothpaste in the bathroom to brush your teeth, when you have enough strawberries to make your morning smoothie, when you have time to have a morning routine, when the weather is nice enough to go outside, when you're thirsty and you have water and you're meeting your needs, when you have hot water to take a nice cozy shower, you get the idea. Take the tiny moments that normally just pass you by that we take for granted and install them and let yourself actually enjoy them. And this is not about toxic positivity. This is not about pretending like everything in your life is great. I do not want you to say to yourself, things are going my way when your car breaks down, if you lose your job, if you don't have enough strawberries in the fridge. It's not the time for that practice. I want to emphasize that this is not about like gaslighting yourself into being happy. This tool is simply to use in the moments where it is true where something good is happening. And by affirming and enjoying those good moments, it will help make it easier to endure the harder ones because there is always something good that can help you make your day. I'd like to quickly interrupt this episode to share a bit about how you can make it easier to like your life using my hypnosis app, Doddle. What you might not know is that every single episode of this How to Like Your Life podcast is paired with a recommended guided hypnosis session on the Doddle app to help you enhance the practices that we're talking about here so you don't have to figure it out all on your own. On the app, you'll also find tons and tons of full-length hypnosis sessions to help you in so many areas of your life, including relaxation, stress relief, focus, motivation, joy, confidence, health and healing, sleep, getting in touch with your goals, and so much more. There's also a whole library of eyes-open hypnosis for you to listen to while you're doing things actively, while walking, while showering. There's also a library of mood shifters, which are practices that are under five minutes designed to help you get out of a stress response fast and feel better quickly. So in this podcast, I'll teach you how to like your life and on Doddle, it'll become a very easy task. So make sure to try out Doddle for free for seven days and you can find the download links in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. A question that I get a lot when I share this tool is, Emily, what do I do if there aren't any moments where things are going my way? What do I do if my day actually is crappy? And that is so, so valid. And in the beginning, it can be really hard to find those moments to install. So what I would recommend is giving yourself permission to create a positive experience that you can savor. If those moments aren't happening for you naturally, you can make a choice to incorporate something into your day, even if it's so small. That can help you feel just a little bit better. So maybe make your favorite food for dinner or deliberately put on your favorite comfy sweatshirt so that you can enjoy it. Or when you're washing the dishes, make sure to set the water to the perfect temperature so that you can actually enjoy the feeling of the water on your hands. If you're having a hard time with finding those experiences that are good, you can create them. That could also be as tiny as choosing to take three deep breaths and really enjoy what that feels like or choosing to give yourself a hug and install it. Give yourself that hug and say things are going my way because I'm giving myself love right now. Breathe into it. Enjoy the coziness of it and let that inform how you feel in future moments. And the coolest thing about this practice is that the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more you will end up just finding yourself noticing good parts of your days naturally. 
Because the goal of this practice is to shift you out of that negativity bias and communicate to your brain what you actually want to take in. So when I first started doing this practice for myself, of course, it took some work in the beginning and it will for you too. That's why it's called practice and not magic. (laughs) But after a week or two, I found myself naturally seeking out the good parts of my days. I noticed that my emotional baseline was increasing and I was more likely to default to a sense of joy or appreciation. And over time, I started to like more of my life, which is the point of this podcast. It's called how to like your life because so many of us want to like more of what we're experiencing, but we don't know how. And it just takes some tools and encouragement for our brains, but it is possible. When I started using this practice, I found myself feeling way less stressed. My thoughts were less negative. My thoughts were more positive, just naturally without forcing it. I started celebrating myself more and feeling proud of smaller accomplishments. I found myself saying the phrase, I'll be happy when dot, 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 less and less because I was giving myself more experiences that can help me feel happy now. And I cannot wait to see what this tool will do for you. Now, a little bonus practice that I add on to this kind of installation tool is to also keep track of the things that I install. So in the evenings, what I do is I get out a journal right before I go to sleep and I ask myself what went well today. And I write down three things that were good about my day. Just three things that I installed, three things that felt nice. So tonight I'll probably write down that I had a really good latte that I made myself. Um, I will write down that I wore my favorite cozy t-shirt and I will write down that the weather was perfect in Central Park. And also that I recorded my first podcast episode, all of which were things that I savored and installed as they were happening. Now, if you choose to do this extra bonus practice of really solidifying these good moments in your day, I have a feeling it's going to have a really positive impact. There is so much research that supports this little three good things practice. It has been shown to reduce stress, reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety significantly. It increases a sense of optimism. It helps us feel better overall about our life. And part of this is because whatever we think about right before going to sleep is the thing that gets consolidated the most overnight in our brains. Consolidation is just information that sort of sinks into the way that your brain naturally functions. So if you're thinking about how terrible your day was as you're drifting off to sleep, of course, you're going to be more stressed. But if you instead write down three things that went well, three things that you installed, it's just going to solidify the impact of those moments even more. And all of this work is going to help you cultivate the belief that you are actually worthy of liking your life now. So no more of this nonsense of I'll be happy when all of these things come together and my life is perfect. You are capable of liking your life now. You are capable of finding joy now. And as you continue to listen to this podcast and learn more about how you can train your brain, you will continue to add so many tools to your little toolkit of life to be able to feel good more often. I'm a very practical person, so I want to share with you some additional resources that can help support the things that you're implementing from this podcast. 
Firstly, I have my hypnosis app Doddle, which has over a hundred guided sessions for so many different areas of your life. And the coolest thing about the Doddle app is that it's paired with this podcast, How to Like Your Life. So for every episode in this podcast, in the Doddle app, you will find a library with a suggested guided hypnosis session that matches the theme of the episode. Doddle is free to try for seven days. You can check it out, cancel anytime. And all of the info is linked in the show notes. And if you want to take a much deeper dive into brain training and self-hypnosis and work with me to learn how to retrain your brain to really like your life fully, I do have a live masterclass called Hypnotic Empowerment. It's a six-week online brain training intensive with live group calls, video lessons, new guided hypnosis sessions and brain training practices every week and so, so much more that's designed to really help you clear out the mental junk that is keeping you stuck so you learn how to reduce your stress, reprogram limiting beliefs, regulate your nervous system, build your confidence, increase your access to joy and motivation, and really gain clarity on your goals so that you can boldly and confidently pursue them. And the next cohort is officially open for registration. It's from May 18th to June 22nd. The live calls are every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, but if you can't make it live, that's totally okay. You can access the recordings anytime. You have access to the entire course for a full year. It is truly such a wonderful mental reset in such a beautiful and supportive community. So make sure to check out the link in the show notes to learn more and claim your spot in the Hypnotic Empowerment Masterclass. If you got something out of this episode, if you benefited from this in any way, please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you feel so inclined, please also rate and review this podcast. Ratings and reviews are so, so helpful for creators like me to reach more people and continue to offer these resources for free because I really, really want to make brain training accessible and make self-care accessible because everyone deserves to like their life. You are so capable of liking your life. You have so many inner strengths within you that can help you feel better. You have been listening to How to Like Your Life. This is Emily Lies, and it's been so wonderful chatting with you. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Bye friend.